Hi guys, welcome back. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Ellen. And this is 2024 Our Story. We are wrapping up season one, so we're still talking about being online, but kind of transitioning. Yes, next semester we will be in person. And today, before we end this wonderful virtual school setting, we have a special guest. Madeline, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Madeline. I am a prospective American studies and linguistics major and I live in Singapore. Yay, thank you so much for joining us. And today- <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, yeah. We are super excited to be talking to you, Madeline, because of something you just said in your introduction. You are not, you're an international student and we have not been able to talk to international students yet on this wonderful podcast. Uh, so. I mean, how are you doing, first of all? How is everything going? It's different time zone over where you are. Um, it's okay now. I would say that the time zone was a really big problem. I ended up having to take a leave of absence for the semester. And yeah, that wasn't too fun. I personally thought I was doing okay, but my doctors were like, your eyesight sucks. Like your vitals aren't good. Like everything that was supposed to be like super high was low everything that was supposed to be super low was high like things just weren't working out well apparently my health suffered I personally didn't feel it but I guess my parents saw something was wrong um so that wasn't so fun I know other students have had a lot of problems some people have been doing well so it's kind of a mixed bag wow we hope that you're okay now though <laughs> no I'm so good now like I think it was a good decision well obviously like my parents know what's best but yeah, I think now I'm doing okay. That's always good. Yeah. How was when you when you decided that or your parents asked you to stop taking classes halfway through the semester? How'd you feel? Uh, I was kind of annoyed. I was like, because I thought that I was doing pretty well, um, but at the same time, like, kind of everything made sense. Like, I would be up. So for context, I'm 15 hours ahead, or I think it at one point it was like 16 because of the daylight saving. Um, and I would wait, my classes would start maybe like one, on the earlier side would start at like 1.15 in the morning for me. So, and they would end sometimes at like seven or eight in the morning. So I'd sleep anytime before nine and then I'd wake up sometimes at like 5 p.m. So I don't know where you all live, but where I live, like it gets dark at like almost like seven. So having like two hours of sunlight apparently is very bad for you. And I would spend, because we're online, it's not even like I'm doing things on paper. My eyes hurt so bad, like every single night. And okay, that should have been a sign from the beginning, but yeah, like it wasn't fun. I personally thought the rest of me was okay, but then I'd be in class and my eyes would like burn so much. And yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah, that sounds wow. painful. That <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, that must be so tough for re registering for classes, you know, trying to choose what time it is. I didn't even, like, I feel like I should have thought about this before, but I didn't even realize, like, a lot of the times for classes are exactly the same, I think. There's, like, three kind of, like, yeah. major times when classes are, so, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know there were classes that would have been at a better time for me, but those were, um, I think most of them were, like, econ classes, so I know a good chunk of the international students at Scripps are econ majors so that worked great for them but I don't really have an interest in that so for me it was pretty hard I once I saw like the things I needed to get done for my majors and stuff I just realized like okay if I have some 
that are like super like I can get up for like a 9 a.m class but then I'm gonna have to do core which will be at like five like it wouldn't make sense for me to do half like in the morning so I was like okay let me just like flip my schedule yeah that wasn't a good idea I guess yeah it seems really restricting it's okay some people make it work and I'm very impressed with them so yeah definitely that's crazy you have you've had such an interesting experience over this past year Madeline it's been interesting to hear about but okay we talked about your spring semester but how was your fall semester when you were online oh my fall semester was actually pretty okay I only took two classes um so I was a part-time student I think mainly because my parents had heard stories about their friends' kids having, like, when everyone had to come back in March of last year, a lot of my friends' kid parent, mm, my parents' friends' kids got pretty sick as well. So my parents like, no, like, only do two. And that was fine. It was really weird. Like, I would sleep and then wake up and then go back to sleep. But I thought it was fine. Like, it wasn't a big problem. Uh, yeah, this semester was definitely worse. And this but semester- I do feel like I... Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but I do feel like I was doing pretty well, I guess, because I had like a very um, clear schedule for the week. Like it was the same timing every day. But yeah, still kind of weird, I guess. Yeah. And this the spring semester you were taking, were you taking four classes? Yeah, I was in four. Okay. I was actually just about to drop a third one, like to become three before my parents, like, I think literally like two days before my parents uh, were like, you need to quit school. <laughs> but yeah, so I, if I continued, I would have had three classes. That's crazy. Wow. I mean, how was the process of like quitting or like not quitting, but like, okay. so uh, what's, what's the word of like <laughs> dropping? Yeah. Dropping. No, oh my gosh. Leave. Yeah. Yes. So taking... I think if I remember correctly, I emailed I want to say the dean or vice president of enrollment, I think. I think her name is something Romero. I want to say that's who I emailed. And I was like, look, like my health has suffered. My parents and doctors have advised me to take the rest of the semester out and have this be like written as a leave of absence. And she was like, oh, like, we're sorry. Like you're in the situation. We've had other students do similar because of the pandemic and being online. Here's like a form or someone will reach out to you. And then someone in administration, I'd never heard of her before, sent me like this, it's like an online form. And I guess they give it to everyone. And it's like, why you, like, you're taking leave of absence, your name, your student, your scripts, like your box information. I think it's like an online platform we have. And then like you take like, there's like 20 items and then you pick like the one that's like the reason for you leaving. So I put... I think I just put personal because health required like a doctor's information. Um, so I put personal and then like the next day they're like, congrats, like you're not enrolled this semester. And I was like, okay, it wasn't too bad. I emailed my professors before I did it though. And they were all super encouraging, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, what does a leave of absence kind of mean? I know that I kind of have an idea, but for those who maybe don't really know as much about that, what does that kind of like mean for your records or just you as a student? So I think if you had done it earlier, like you just wouldn't have anything in your record. Um, it would be kind of like, kind of like if you weren't a student, you wouldn't have anything in there, but you can still, like 
one of my ASP, which is Asian American Sponsor Program, which is actually how I know Ellen. One of our mentors is on a leave of absence right now, and she's still very much involved with student life, being online and stuff, but she's just not taking classes at the moment. And so that's essentially what happens. But for me, because I to get past the deadline, I have like four W's on my uh, transcript. So instead of like where the grade would be, it'd just be a W, which I've heard is okay because like if they see four, then they know that it's a then they know that it's a problem, not like my problem, but then they know that it's a thing that's going on. Sorry, <laughs> my dad just came in. Oh, um, you're all good. And they know like it's a like something is going on. Like I'm not like just like failing, so apparently like that's okay. Uh, yeah, but normally like it should just be blank and it should be fine. Yeah, and Madeline, you had mentioned Sonia. Son- shout out to Sonia too, who's our Amer- Asian American sponsor. <laughs> Um, how she's still staying engaged with the Scripps community. And I know that you are as well. What have you been doing with your time now that you're not taking classes, but you still uh, have Oh, yes. So I, along with Lily Natasha, who's a sophomore at the moment, are two of the Scripps SAS co-treasurers. So we're in charge of funding most activities on campus, as well as the affinity groups. How has that been going? You've been, is that like, have, has that been going for two weeks now? Yeah, so I know some of the roles. So I think secretary, vice president, student activities, president and executive vice president have kind of like rolled over and they've, the new incoming group have taken over that. But Ayushi, who is the current treasurer right now is finishing up the semester. She said she'll handle it. Um, So Lily and Natasha and I aren't doing much right now. Like we just got a request for kind of like a transfer of funds for one activity group. And we've like, we did that, but we don't have access to like the old things. We do have apparently 5C like caloric budget hearings coming up, which I'm supposed to go to. I don't know how it's gonna go, but yeah, it should be fun. Wow, that's exciting. There's so much going on. I'm so happy for you too, by the way. Congrats on the election win. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like you've been able to kind of still stay involved, you know, um, at Scripps and at the five C's, even though like you are technically on a leave of absence, right? So how has that kind of been like being able to stay connected? Do you think it's like easier connected or like time difference? Is that yeah. still kind of um, a challenge? Well, I knew like in the beginning when we heard that we'd be online, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be very bored at home. So like, I need to find a way to like fill my time. Uh, it's pretty quiet at home because my two younger sisters are at school. And I was like, okay, there's not many 5C people in Singapore. So I need to know people at least so that when I do get on campus, I'm not like, I can have friends. Um, it's been okay. I think I stayed involved mainly just to like, so that when I do get on campus, like I'll already know people and I'll be like, already like involved in things. So it won't be like such a shock if I'm like throwing myself into too much. Um, making friends has kind of been okay. I mean, I don't know like, would online be like considered like friends friends I don't know there's a good amount of people from the five C's in Singapore I actually met up with them a couple weeks ago which was nice and then there's one girl 
from Scripps, who's a sophomore. Her name is Ria. Shout out to you, Ria. She <laughs> is in Singapore at the moment. She went to the American school and we do meet up quite a bit. So that's been really helpful. She's like helped me go through like uh, registration, any problems that I've had, which is really nice. And she's also my mentor for Scripps International Community, which has been really helpful. Yeah, have you been, how, how are you connecting with the Scripps International Community? Is that organization the main way? For me, maybe not as much as I should be involved just because we don't get much done. It is really complicated because see, as we're all like everywhere, like we're like the one group of people who are everywhere, it's really hard to coordinate things. Um, I am in touch with some of the students from our grade. Uh, I know some of the older students, which is nice. Ayushi is actually an international student. She lives in Hong Kong at the moment. Well, now she's in Claremont, but she lives in Hong Kong. Um, and I know some of them, but it's not like I know everybody and I'm not super close with a lot of the people. Like I didn't like every day I'm like, oh, like there's a new international student that I just came across on Instagram or something because you really don't know everyone. So that's been exciting. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of that's kind of an issue for everyone, right? Being finding people who you consider friends. Like Alyssa and I got lucky <laughs> Yes, our situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think we've had this conversation as well, kind of what you were talking about, Madeline, where like, is finding people on Instagram and talking to them through DMs really considered a friendship? I mean, how mm -hmm. has your experience been with that? Yeah, definitely really weird. Um, again, that's why I don't know if you call them like friends or not. I think like, maybe over the summer when everyone was like first like posting on like the 5c Instagram page and stuff I was like maybe reaching out to people or people would reach out to me and then like in classes you know like I'd send a message of like on Instagram and be like hey like we have like this class together and they'll be okay and that's actually how I met Lily Natasha we had EA together we were in a couple breakout rooms and then we had each other on Instagram and Snapchat and then the SAS info came out and I was like, hey, like you're a math major, like do you want to do this? And she was like, yeah. So it's been okay. Some of the people um, maybe don't want to be as good friends with me as I'd want to be with them, but I think that's expected. I mean, I'm sure there's times when I don't talk to someone as much as they'd like me to talk to them as well, but it's so far been okay. Like, I want to say it's definitely weird. Like, definitely like when we get on campus we'll be like oh like hey like I know this 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 about you but I've never seen you in person like that's got to be strange like that's got to be so weird there are so many things that when you see someone in person you have to process that we don't see right now like height yes this has bothered me for so long like oh my god you don't know how tall people are exactly one person pointed it out and I can't stop thinking about it who ruined this for you Alyssa <laughs> I think so, I've thought about it before but I was in a study group with Jenny and Kirsten oh. and for biology and I was just well I feel like people do give off like certain energy though where you're like hmm I feel like you're tall <laughs> or I feel like uh, you're shorter yeah. you know what I mean like does that make sense yeah I don't know about the other student but I do know Kirsten is pretty tall and I've told her that before like oh, I'm so jealous but yeah like people like you definitely don't know I didn't so Ellen and I are in the same Asian American sponsor program. So for those of you who don't know, it's basically if you identify as part of the APIDA community, you can sign up and you'll get a sponsor. 
it'll be two generally sophomores. And so Ellen and I are in the same group with um, Alia Malik and Susan Park. And Susan is very, very tall compared to what we all thought. We did an icebreaker and we were saying like, guess how tall everyone is? Yeah, that was a big shock. So I completely understand what you mean. Like height is so hard to gauge, especially through a screen where everyone's face comes to the same height. No, that's a great icebreaker though. (laughs) It was challenging. It was so so hard. hard. Yeah, we'd gone through like half a year of knowing each other kind of. And then she pulls out that she's like 5'6 or 5'7. We're like, oh, that's way taller than all of us. Yeah, I'm trying to think, is there any part of your experience as an international student that you think domestic students haven't had? Definitely the time difference is a big one. Um, But okay, so I'm actually an American living overseas. So my experience would be very different, especially when you get to campus. I know like people who are older, especially seniors, worry about like work placement and visas and stuff like that, which is very complicated in any country so I definitely like feel for those people I don't have to go through that which is a blessing but um yeah I mean there's different things that they would have to go through that I'm not super aware of maybe being like far away from home and family and that kind of thing so that's something domestic students wouldn't have to worry about too much uh yeah it's Definitely, like, I'm in, like, a weird uh, situation. Like, they didn't know who my dean was in the beginning. I wasn't in some of the mailing lists. It was very confusing. There's another girl in our grade who's in the same situation as me. We're both, like, Americans living overseas. And (laughs) they didn't really know, like, in the beginning who our dean was because they were, like, you just set up a meeting. And I emailed Dean Ice and then Dean Gisfold because at one point, like, a dean left. And so she took over some things. I'm like, okay, like, my last name's with an S, but I'm also international. And they're like, oh, like, technically no. And then they were like, wait, actually, technically yes. And then they went back and forth a couple times to decide about us. And I was like, okay, like, I just want to know who to book my meeting with. <laughs> like, it's not too hard. Yeah, that so kind of makes me question, like, what, like, what's considered international student? Like, you have to, like, be yeah. there for a while. So, <laughs> I know, like, um, for students who don't, who aren't U.S. citizens, they have to go through, um, at least this is what I heard. So there is, at least up until this year, there was a place on campus called iPlace, and they handle a lot of things with international students. And it's, I want to say 5C or 4C, something like that. And they have international student, like, orientation. Apparently, if you're not a U.S. citizen, like, you have to go through that, and it's part of, like, your visa conditions or something, but I'm not too sure. So that's something different. And then yeah, I'm not too sure what else. I know like uh, there was a call over the summer about it and I wasn't told because I guess I wasn't in the mailing list because I do have a US passport. It turns out it was just about visas, so I didn't need to worry about that. Um, yeah, it's very confusing. So when I got the email from iPlace, they're like, you either live overseas or you're not a US citizen. Like you can put your name down. So I was like, okay, like I guess the scripts people did the same for me. Yeah, no, it turns out that that's wrong because when I apply, I apply as like domestic. It's really weird. Some schools consider domestic, some schools consider international. And it did get a little confusing, especially when it came to like applying with test scores because some were like test scores are optional if you're an international student. And then my counselor was like, yo, like, what do we do about her? And they're like, oh, like, it's fine. She doesn't have to do it. Or sometimes they were like, yeah, she does. So it's kind of weird. Every school is different, which isn't 
very nice. Um, I'm thinking U.S. government, Department of Education, like when are you got to regulate these things? Okay, like it's too confusing, but yeah, it's definitely yeah. weird. So, I mean, aside from not being on some mailing list, how has kind of like your navigating of like campus resources, whether it's like Scripps or 5C, how has that kind of been for you? Because I know online already poses some difficulties, but being an international yeah. student must also have its own difficulties. So I think what I'm like most grateful for is that most of my, prof- I want to say all of my professors were pretty understanding, like especially when I missed, um, I don't know if I, said this in the caller before with Ellen but like with daylight saving and I missed a class um because of the like I didn't know I was like oh like I forgot that the clocks change they were like oh like that's fine like it's completely understandable and I was like okay thank you like I didn't know they would be that nice and like just in general in the beginning they're like oh my gosh you live so far away like if you're very tired or like anything like that like just let me know like maybe we can work something out so they were all super um considerate And then in terms of like resources for international students, I haven't actually used much of them mainly because I don't need help with like visas and that kind of thing. And a lot of like the stuff that the international uh, community does at the five C's is mainly like preparing you for life in the US and I wouldn't really need to be prepared because like I'm from there and I have family and stuff. So I haven't used them as much. I know that the writing center I want to say that at least they did last semester has some program for students who are ESL so if you need help with that and getting your English up to speed I know they I want to say there was something like that because I remember an email from my dean um so there's something like that there's definitely more resources that I haven't looked into because I haven't felt like I needed them but I do know it is very tricky um for some people like figuring out their visa and that kind of thing also right now people are wondering if they have to fill out like tax forms and no one has been really clear with them about that which is definitely not fun my heart goes out to those people trying to figure that out because uh, IRS can be very very scary and you don't want to get in trouble with them so there's definitely more things I can't think of anything else right now maybe just like SIC so scripts international community is a big thing people use like there, some of the mentors will run events. Um, I know this week, CPNR, which is Career Planning and Resources, I believe they're doing like a Q&A with an, an international alum. So there's things like that. Not a lot, but I mean, it's still, I think it's a pretty good amount. But then again, I don't need maybe as much help um, readjusting as some other students would. Yeah, definitely. There, it sounds like there are a lot of resources that just are sometimes hard to access, especially online when not everything's clear. We didn't go through the same orientation where they lay out everything in the same way they usually would. But yeah, looking forward into next semester, fingers crossed, everyone will be on campus. Are you excited about that? Yes, I am excited. Apparently, like we just someone in the chat was like international students will have to quarantine when they get on campus or people who don't have the vaccine hopefully i'll get the vaccine before but i don't know how that's gonna work um yeah i do know my parents will probably make me quarantine when i get to the u.s just for like a week or something at least but yeah so that's weird i am pretty excited i'm kind of excited to be able to see my family that's in california so that should be fun and i'll probably get the vaccine in the u.s too so that's exciting 
Oh yeah. What's your plan for that? If you, if you want to share, it's okay if you don't want to. No, it's okay. Um, I don't really have one right now. So Singapore is just starting to do, um, so first they started off with obviously like doctors and then a lot of people working in construction are from agencies and they're mainly from like men from Bangladesh and they stay in these dormitory type things. And I want to say in around June, there was like a big outbreak in one of them. And that like really cleared up to a lot of people how um, harsh, I want to say living conditions were for these workers. And so Singapore government kind of had to like amp up regulations, especially like about how many people can fit in a room, things like that. So they were the second group of people who got the vaccine. Like they did all of them, which was amazing because that's so many people. Um, but also at the same time, like they're, they went through some pretty harsh conditions. So like they did deserve to get the vaccine early on. So they did that. And then people who uh, work in like transportation and stuff have gotten them, I want to say. And then they did 75 plus. Now they're just starting to do 45 plus, oh, which is a, like 45 to 75 is like a good chunk of the population. Um, so I don't know when I'll be able to get it apparently around August or September. So I was planning on just getting it in the US seeing as now you can just register if you're over 18 or 16. My cousin got it at 16. Um, so yeah, I'll probably get it in California unless they somehow go through really fast and they're like, hey, like you can do it now. I'm only 19, so I'm at the bottom of the list. Hey, that's, you've got a plan, that's good. I was lucky, yeah, I got my vaccination, so yay! I got to have yeah, my first that's good. shot on today's Wednesday, on Friday. That's you good. On Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm just worried, like, people will, especially, like, our age, maybe at school, being like, oh, like, I got the vaccine, and then do dumb things where, like, so many people gather, and then they're gonna have to, like, shut things down, like, Notre Dame or something, like, I'm not excited for that. That is true. Yeah. yeah. A very good like point. seeing our grades track record especially like last semester with like the parties and stuff I'm like c- kind of skeptical at how well people will handle regulations I do think that there's like an interesting kind of um I don't know like way of thinking maybe like surrounding COVID and the vaccine and everything like I feel like for a long time people were like oh we're gonna be free once we all get the vaccine and I feel like as much as I can, like, kind of relate to that feeling of like wanting everything to go back to normal, like like there's a magic switch and we can just like press it and then everything will be the same. I do think like it's kind of a dangerous way of thinking because it's like kind yeah. of like a slow progression, right? Like a slow way of easing things back into normal and like following guidelines that we still have to have. So yeah, apparently like the 19, uh, like the big one in the 1900s, like I think people mainly call it Spanish flu. Uh, that one, um, it took like three years or something for like things to like completely die out. But that one also had a lot of people dying, which wasn't great either. Um, so maybe it'll take the same amount of time. The only plus out of that was it was <laughs> how Stephanie Meyer wrote for two of her Twilight characters to get converted. So I think I said this for Asp Ellen. I'm not sure if you, if I did. But like, you know, I'm thinking it's a hundred years later, a new pandemic, would she write, like, would new vampires be converted? Would, you know, like Bella convert someone else to be her daughter? Like what's going on? Stephanie, talk to me. Like I have some ideas. I I think it could be great. Thank you guys so much for listening.
Yeah, we really appreciate all of your support that you've been providing us. We are so happy that we've been able to provide you with season one of 2024 Our Story, and we hope to be bringing you even more content next semester, next year in season two, fingers crossed. But also, even just... though, sorry, <laughs> but even though we're going to be kind of stopping or slowing down our content for now, still stay tuned to our Instagram over the summer. We'll still probably be providing you with at least a little bit of content. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, a little bit more fun, us having fun conversations or important conversations uh, over that period of time. And yeah, Madeline, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We are so happy that we were able to get you before the season's over. And yeah. Thank you for having me. This was definitely very fun. Yeah, we, are, we really appreciate you coming on. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for your time. And we will see you in the next episode of 2024, Our Story. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.